I hear a lot about sinners. Don't think I'll be a saint, but I might go down to the river. Don't think that I'll be a saint, but I might go down by the river. Not my words, but the words from a new song called Holy by Justin Bieber and Chance the Rapper. The song continues with these words. The first step pleases the Father might be the hardest step to take. But when you come out of the water, I'm a believer. My heart is fleshy. Life is short with a temper like Joe Pesci. Life is short with a temper like Joe Pesci. Capiche? Something about this song rings so true. But it was this one line in the song that sold it to me. Towards the end, Chance the Rapper says, I know we believe in God, and I know God believes in us. I know we believe in God, and I know God believes in us. That's it. That simple statement reflects completely what we hear today from Mark's Gospel. Unlike Matthew's Gospel that begins with the genealogy tracing Jesus back to Abraham, and Luke opening with a wanting to give a sincere account of Jesus' life, and John exploring the cosmic meaning of it all, Mark's gospel just names it out loud. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. In Greek, arche tu euangeliu Jesu Christu, the beginning of the victory the announcement of triumph of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. This is what we're invited into today. We're invited into peer into a world where people have believed in Adonai, Hashem, Yahweh, Elohim, the one true God for several millennia. But their beliefs have been largely maintained because of tradition with a bit of cultural identity mixed in Maybe a little fear, too. Mark's gospel, the oldest of all of the gospels, blows this all open with such a simple statement. We're propelled into a story where we constantly want to know more. Yes, we, the people of God, have believed in God for several thousand years, but today's message revolutionizes what we have thought because today's message tells us that God believes in us too. But in order to fully welcome this news, this victory, this announcement of triumph, God needs to warm us up a little bit. God needs the followers of the one true God to prepare and get ready for this time of triumph. So God sends John the Baptist as a voice crying from the wilderness, inviting people into this saga of our great return to God. We can imagine that John was a pretty stark character, clothed in camel's hair and eating locusts and wild honey. He might have been a pretty compelling speaker, too. After all, the reaction of the people, people are jumping in the River Jordan and are being baptized to cleanse themselves from their old lives and begin this process of renewal. 
But some people in this first account are thinking that this is the renewal in the water, that this is it. This place of renewal is where they have finally arrived. It's here. And John has to correct them. Nope, you got to wait for it. You haven't experienced it yet fully. I've got you started. You've been washed clean with water. But he'll come back and renew your old life completely. He'll be coming to transform you and enable you to love in a much richer, more abundant way. This presence of Christ, the Anointed One, this Messiah, will make an imprint on your heart itself. Not like writing a letter with ink on a tablet, but by taking the full presence of the living God and fusing this divine presence right into your heart to stay there forever. Yes, we've believed in God, but now, without a doubt, God also believes in us. It's true we understand the concept of waiting more this year than probably we ever have before. We're waiting for this pandemic to be over. We're waiting for a vaccine. We're waiting to fully reunite with friends and family. We are very much waiting. We're waiting to feel normal again. But I'd argue that we're actually invited to think about a whole lot more than just this. How do we prepare for God to actually believe in us and for us to believe that God actually does? What needs to change in our lives? Have we truly loved God with all our heart, mind, and strength and loved our neighbors as ourselves? If not, what needs to change? What is the renewal that we actually seek? Is there healing we need? How about, are we in conflict? Do we seek reconciliation? How do we really want to be changed? The answer is different with all of us. Today we are very much immersed in this journey of experiencing the coming of Christ into the world. God wants us to be ready so that we can fully experience the presence of the Holy Spirit fusing upon us, in us, being imprinted upon our very hearts so that we and the rest of the world are never the same again. The truth of this promise, the truth of this love that is revealed to you, steamrolls over the misery and torment of the past. The blessings you will receive pale in comparison to those good old days of before, especially when those good old days were really not that great as we think they were. The triumph of God is starting and it starts now. You are a part of it. Even if you think you're unworthy, even if you're scared, even if your heart is fleshy, even if you've got a bad temper, one like Joe Pesci. The victory of God has already been announced. So there's no going back. Yes, the first step might be the hardest for any of us to take, but we're on this journey together, on this 
journey of good news, of to euangeliu, of triumph, of victorious proclamation. We're on this journey together because we believe in God. And because of Jesus, we know God also believes in us.